Martha with Redefining Caregiving. Today I'm going to talk to you guys about um, therapeutic lying. <laughs> you might have heard of it. I, I really didn't know there was a name for that. It's called therapeutic fib or therapeutic lying. Uh, on the alzheimers.org website, um, actually they send, they have different types of mail outs that, that I receive. And I was reading and it was tips on how to communicate with um, someone who is uh, declining in their memory. And I, it actually said therapeutic fib, as if they didn't want to just call it a lie because it was already bad enough sounding, right? I just don't feel comfortable with just teaching caregivers how to do that or what to do, when to do that. I mean, I know we all lie and I know I, oh, firsthand what it's like to live with someone who has dementia, who keeps asking the same questions that are painful questions. My mom would ask where her husband is, where her house is. Uh, he had passed away and she forgot. And so there's certain times where we are going to be more inclined to, to lie. Let's call it what it is, though. Let's not call it a fib. Fib is sort of a fun fun word for the for a lie. <laughs> In my opinion, that's just kind of fluffing it up a little bit there. But the truth is, we need to stay as truthful as possible at all times. Because when people get older, you know, there's a fine line between when they don't remember very well and then they just really stop remembering everything and you have to be careful because if you lie and they catch you in a lie then you know it's not going to be easy for them to keep trusting you and they may be in the first stages of it so be very careful i think there's a lot of factors we need to think about when we're doing this therapeutic lying uh, it has to be therapeutic for them not for you i think that's a huge important factor is that we're doing it so that they don't have any pain because if you say your husband died and, and that can create a, a very tense emotion for them and a lot of anxiety but then again they could they'll forget and they'll call and ask you again anyway they'll ask you again so i see there's not a lot of point in lying if they're going to keep asking the same question so i think there's a better approach and i think it could be not called therapeutic lying it could be called you know like uh, becoming more creative with your answers you know i mean because that's really what you could do and that's what you do. I know why well, I met a lady the other day who said she, her mom says, where are the girls? And she says, oh, mom, we're going to have them over later for tea. And she lies to her mom all the time. I can see that being something that would be more acceptable. But then again, when you're lying that much yourself, you will start believing the lies yourself. So you may lose track of what is the truth in your own mind. So I don't recommend lying all the time to someone who needs, who is, has dementia. Here's how I handle that situation with my mom because I knew that when my mom was asking about like where's my mom she'd say I knew what she needed then was she wanted to feel loved and she wanted to feel safe and secure comforted and I knew that because she was asking for her mom so I would spend time with her at, at that point I'd let her know um, that I was there for her and I'd show her her notebook that had um, information about where her mom lived and things but I knew that I wasn't going to make up a lie and say, your mom's still alive or any of that stuff, because that that to me is unnecessary lying. And when we start teaching people to lie as caregivers, then where do we draw the line? You know, because there's also this thing called let's protect our seniors and we need to not manipulate them. And that is a form of manipulation, I believe. And I'm not judging when people do it. If you're doing that, I'm not in your shoes. I don't know what you're going through, but I'm just trying to bring out some points to it so that if you're just going crazy on the lying stuff, you might want to be very careful there because you might get into the habit of lying in other areas of your life because 
you know, compulsive lying is an addiction and people do fall into that. So be very careful that you only stretch the truth a little or let's say you uh, be creative in answering or you just tell her the truth or him the truth in a way that's loving and kind. And how I did that for my mom was I gave her the notebook and when she'd say, where is my, where's my mom or where is my husband? I would show her the picture of her and I that I took standing outside his grave and then she actually would remember for a while. And then she says, oh, and it wasn't like she didn't start crying because she, she just found out that he's dead. She kind of was in the beginning where she still kind of remembered stuff. So she'd say, oh, oh, OK. And she'd get a sad look on her face. But th then she stopped asking. So I, I wonder, like, if we just assume that they're going to keep asking and, and it, it keeps happening, then we just start lying. But maybe give it some time to see if you could actually tell them the truth and see if they accept it, you know. But showing them a picture really helps a lot. Like show them a, a ceremonial paper that shows, you know, they that they had passed on, anything like that. And then maybe some letters that people sent them, uh, cards that they sent telling them that they were sorry for their grief and so sympathy cards. Um, so yeah, I think just better to deal with the truth. I always, I, I've always been very honest. My most of my life, I, I know we all lie. We Everyone lies. It's proven everyone lies. Um, but to call it therapeutic lying and then train people, that's kind of just risky. I don't even think, I don't even think that should be something that's taught, even though people do it. There are so many other things we could actually focus on instead of, it, we're living in such a deceitful world already. So now we're training caregivers that they can lie. Um, also, it affects everyone who you're in the room with and like if you're in a care home and you start lying to someone and then someone else says something different to them how do you know they're not going to remember that you don't know because there's it's selective memory sometimes of different ones depending on where the damage is in the brain or what type of dementia they have um so yeah i just think it's a slippery slope and i wanted to talk about it today i'd be so curious to hear what you have to think about it um what one of the things to keep in mind too is like when they when they're asking for their dad a lot of times they're wanting security and they want guidance. So there's a different feeling that they will have when they ask for their mom as opposed to their dad. So if they're feeling like they're asking for their dad, you know, especially the older generation, uh, my kids, my, if it were my kids and they were older asking for their dad, I would be shocked because he wasn't around uh, after a divorce. So it would be like, that wouldn't make sense. But the older generation now, they had the, you know, typical dad who was the guider. He was the one who protected them and so that's what they're going to feel it's going to feel like for for them so develop a trusting therapeutic relationship with them and you do that by telling the truth and if it gets to the point where you just can't then just just you know change the subject or something you know and it, you know what you have to do at that time so anyway the other thing i want to share with you is if they're asking about their children uh, they're wanting to feel loved and they want purpose so they need something to feel comfortable with like and they want to feel like they belong so what you can do is you can give them a responsibility give them something to do like a chore uh, to have them help you with some simple cooking but see these are really important to understand because a lot of times people don't understand why they're asking the same questions over and over but if you can read between the lines and hear the message that's coming through it is the mom they want to feel safe and secure if it's the dad they want security too and they want to feel safe if it's their children they're asking for, uh, they want to feel purpose and comforted and a sense of belonging. Uh, then if it's their husband, usually they just want to feel safe, secure, and loved. 
they want to have a belonging friendship type thing. So what you can do then is like sit down and chat with them, you know, or bring invite a friend in to do it with them. Um, taking the time to do that, like showing them pictures, flipping through albums, that's a great thing to do when they do that. But um, if they want to go home, that was my mom a lot. She's like, oh, I really want to go home. Where's my house? And, and she wanted a sense of control. Well, that made sense because it was kind of like in the first part of her dementia, uh, she wanted to go back to her house. She wanted to be comfortable. She didn't know why she was staying at our house. So I wrote I, in her notebook, I put a piece of paper where I wrote and hand typed a letter to her and I had her doctor sign it. And it said, you're living with Sam now. She's going to take good care of you and the girls and you are going to have a good time together. So that helped a lot, just having that in the notebook. So um, just encourage if they're wanting to go back home, you know, they that's kind of the same thing where they want familiar settings. So it's good to like bring them back to their room and show them their familiar bed, their familiar bedding. And then I'll also like have them help you around the house like it's their house too and make them feel like they belong there. So those are, I hope that helps you today because sometimes we just don't know what to do. We want, we want to just not have to answer those questions over and over and over, but maybe they will stop and you'll probably enjoy that you're coming up with different ways to deal with it. Okay guys, I'm gonna let you go one a little bit longer today. I hope that you include yourself in the care you give by being very insightful in how you answer questions and how you help the person you care for because that will bring less stress for you. Okay, bye-bye for now.